0: I'm going to Florida Thursday to Sunday. Nice. Which part? Uh, Rosemary Beach. Okay. Thirty A. I've actually never been to Florida. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm recording this right now because this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. We're a golf podcast, and you've never been to Florida.
0: Yeah. Hey, maybe I'll cold open this. This is <laughs> tough. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Greece, Italy, done the whole Europe swing, never been to Florida. Wow.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Under Park Podcast. This is a golf podcast where? Little White Balls Life. I'm your host, Scotty T, and I'm joined by my co-host, T-Bone. T-Bone, how are you doing, my friend?
0: Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, honestly, pretty good tournament this week. I think it was the first one that that got me going since the, the British Open, but uh, played a little bit, died again with the weather, and... Yeah, that's about it.
1: It is hot, like so. We're we're coming from Houston, Texas. That's where we're based. Uh, go follow us on our social media channels at Three Hundred Part Pod. That's number three, Three Hundred Pod. Twitter, Inst- Instagram, subscribe, rate, and review. Do the whole thing. You know the drill. But we're coming from Houston, and I got to tell you, man, it is like been a hundred degrees for ten straight days now, almost ten straight days, I think, and it is not slowing up anytime soon. It is absolutely brutal
0: right now and speaking of hot both physically and um i guess what's the other word i'm looking for emotionally physically spiritually huh? spiritually sure okay. lucas glover lucas glover in all aspects of his oh. game is hot wow his golf game physically um maybe his I mean, wife a little bit emotionally it is wow i forgot about <laughs> that it's heating up but i think everyone saw the sweat stains yesterday which might be a good segue in the the recap for this week
1: yeah absolutely well before we do that we want to thank you to our sponsors of this episode drink a buddy drinking use promo code three under par or three under i forget i'll have to check the link but links in the description below uh we love our buddies over at drink a buddy actually They'll be coming on the podcast soon. You know, it's actually getting married. So, uh, you know, shout out to our friends at Drinking Buddy on some weddings. Brian, appreciate you, man. So uh, hope everything goes well. He's got some honeymoon in and then Labor Day. So hopefully he'll be on right after Labor Day. Uh, TBD on that. But we love it. It's a pill you, you take with the last drink of the night. Look, it's not the hangover cure. There's no silver bullet. If we did, then we would drink like fish all the time. But it will help take that edge off. To make sure that you get to those tea times first thing in the morning. Because, why, Jerris? we don't miss tea times here at the Random Part Pod. So, again, triggerbuddy.com, link in the description below. Go check them out. Also, Chip Golf Co. Randall was on the episode a few weeks ago. Awesome. Glove company. I actually played T Bone with the glove for the first wow. time. Yeah, here you go. Chip Golf Co. Right here. Pretty fire still. Feels great. It, I loved it. Fantastic. Held up the whole time. So, Chip Golf Co. use promo code 300 Par again, description. It's in the description below. You'll find everything there. Uh, 10% off your order for Chicken Buddy and for Chip Golf Co. That's chip2peacechipgoffco.com. piece So, we appreciate y'all, the sponsors here. So, Tima, I mean, the swamp ass. You just got to call it what it is, right? The swamp <laughs> ass, the glove was just, it was bad. It got even Kyle KJ, OG 300 Par pod member. Texting us that that never happens these days, but he was texting us about it because it it took the internet by storm, the memes, the jokes, everything in between. But dead gummit, he won. Who cares? It was awesome. t what what did you think this week? You said it kind of got you going a little bit, right? Got you excited. Yeah, well,
0: not not the swamp ass, but well, yes, the, <laughs> it was actually impressive. It was swamp ass, swamp crotch, swamp like legs, but. Man, we're getting a little bit of a throwback this year. We got Brian Harmon winning a British Open, and then we got Lucas Glover going back to back to start the FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, this is a bit of a bit of a throwback that I definitely didn't have on the radar, but honestly, it's good. I, I'm I'm happy for these guys, especially Lucas Glover. He unfortunately was the victim of one of our first ever golf gossip episodes. And he was having a ton of issues putting and there's actually maybe a physical, but definitely verbal altercation with his wife got the cops called him back, called on him back in the day. So for him to, to rally back and, and went back to back, it's pretty cool to see. And, you know, Ryder cup, FedEx cup, there's a lot of things going on with um, um, Lucas Glover. So, yeah, no, that's true. So yeah, it was in uh May of
1: 2018 when his wife called the cops 911. So I'm just going to leave it at that for this moment. Uh, so that happened, but hopefully they're all good now. Because look, there's actually like a big correlation, I think, of when your personal life is in order. You're going to play some better golf because golf is such a mental game. Above all else, no matter what your personal life situation, if it's in a good spot, you're you're mentally right, you're mentally more right on the golf course, in my opinion. So, which is mm-hmm. like kind of remarkable why while that Tiger was able to dominate the way that he was because <laughs> yeah, his rip- personal life was a disaster. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's a it's good to see. You know he's a he's a major winner. I think it was at where was it, it was in two thousand eight U.S. Open. Was I think it, Beth it was Page? Beth Page. Yeah, you know, is it? it is totally ironic that uh, Lucas Glover uses no glove. I'm just saying, right? That's very strange, pretty ironic. But, yeah, look, he's been on an absolute heater this season. It has been an absolute heater to the point where you kind of teased it, that he is now in the Ryder Cup conversation. Who would have guessed this two months ago that JT – could be out of the Ryder cup conversation and enter Lucas Glover. Like what is happening right now? This is insane. I never saw it coming.
0: Yeah. It, it's uh it's pretty wild, but back to back wins this close to the Ryder cup. It's gotta be talked about. And yeah, we could have a few, a few veterans coming in and not even like, not to disrespect them, but not like heavyweight veterans. These guys are like, PGA tour circuit like lifers. Yeah. But it's it's a it's been a weird year. But I, I'm happy to always see the, the the veterans starting to get some momentum. And honestly, I I, I think there's so many guys that lose their game because of putting, which I think is more frustrating than anything. And uh one thing I this still isn't clear to me that there are the type of broomstick putters but they're technically not anchored i think that's how they're getting away with it but it still looks like it's being anchored yeah not entirely sure how that whatever but he's uh he's going full broomstick and it's actually shameless plug here for not a sponsor yet but lab golf has made some of the weirdest putters ever but they're really cool and basically it There is no rotation on the face. It is straight back, straight through. Mm. And it's a a pretty cool putter to play around with. They got some good models. So I guess it worked for him. And a lot of those guys that are having issues, you know, Adam Scott back in the day, uh, Keegan Bradley, they they can figure out their putting. They're going to be pretty good. And I guess he was able to do that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It's a really interesting uh, point conversation. You know, it kind of reminds me of your your point about the anchor. That's what Bernhard Langer does. That's what Vijay Singh does. These guys who are just absolute ball strikers. But, dude, imagine how many more majors Bernhard would have won if he could putt. Or Vijay, for that matter. I mean, he was, like, chipping on the green at some points because it was just better. He's, like... Doing this long putter, left-hand low, with the glove, without a glove. It's like, what are we doing here? For a guy yeah. who's that good, it's it was shocking. It, it's yeah. still shocking, honestly. But, yeah, yeah I mean, to, so to put a bow on it, I think Memphis, it's a good tournament. Look, the FedEx, the FedEx is a massive sponsor of the PGA Tour. And there's been a lot of mix-ups, right, especially in the last few years of how the PJ Tour wants to approach the playoff. They condensed the schedule mostly to because they wanted to not compete with football, in my opinion. They wanted the FedEx Cup to be over come September. And then FedEx being a massive sponsor, like, hey, we want a playoff event. Because it was like the Barclays or the Northern Trust for a bit. And they just kind of went back and forth. They Because it was four legs of the playoff. Now it's three. And – Memphis was a WGC, now it's a playoff event because sponsors and whatnot. And, and same with St. Jude, but man, Memphis in August are you kidding me? No wonder he has such bad swamp ass. I, I don't think it matters if you're wearing Peter Millar or whatever clothing apparel it is, like it's just gonna happen when yeah. you're walking in pants. Yikes, that's tough. So maybe that's where Liv has the case of shorts, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. so. That's pretty interesting. Um, So I just wanted to preface why he probably had that big swamp ass if you weren't able to catch this week while, while watching, you know, there's a few years back T-bone when Billy Horschel probably should have made the Ryder cup the year that he went on that absolute tear to win the FedEx cup. He was still on the outside looking in for that Ryder cup. He probably should have been in. Hence the Billy Horschel rule. They changed when they pretty much changed the qualification standards and gave, I think the, the captains more picks. So that's the reason why Lucas Glover is in this situation. Now it's because of Billy Horschel, what happened all those years ago. So T-Bone, as of right now, does Lucas Glover make the Ryder Cup team?
0: That's quiet. I have no idea. Honestly, maybe you, have to see a little more with how he finishes. Like if he like misses cuts from here on out, but if not, it's going to be hard not to pick him. Right. I don't know. Look, here's the thing. Lucas Glover is not playing a single
1: major this year. Think about huh. that. Lucas Glover did not play a single
0: major this
1: year. And he's in the Ryder cook conversation right now. That All is right.
0: absolutely nuts. If that's the case, I think you got to kick him to the curb, unfortunately.
1: He's winning right now. He's playing unbelievable. Let me see if I can find his like last 10 rounds. Somebody tweeted it out earlier. Maybe it was Kyle Porter. I don't know. But while I'm looking that up, I, I, I hear you. And just for the record, I agree with you, actually. I don't think he should be in it. His post-game press conference, what I call it, press conference, post-round interview, he was saying mm-hmm. that... Have you? Somebody asked him, "Have you thought about the Ryder Cup?" And he said, "Not till 15 minutes ago." And I've never been a part of one. I would love to. I love to be there. Isn't that crazy that he won a U.S. Open and he wasn't in the Ryder Cup that year? Yeah, that was the first thing that surprised me, actually, when I heard that. Um, so let me see. Lucas could have been, been an off year rounds. It could have been an off year, absolutely. And look, as we as we saw with. um Justin Thomas, he won a major in an off year, and now he's on technically on the outside looking in. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. I think will be all right. I don't think he's going to make it. I think JT will still make it. But Lucas Glover's 16th on the point standings right now. So who's ahead of him technically is Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, JT, Danny McCarthy. Those are the guys that are 11 through 15 at the moment. Because technically on the favorite... outside looking in is still Morikawa, um, Jordan Spieth, and Cam Young, and Xander Shoffley are all technically on the outside looking in.
0: Yeah, if I don't know how you can pick Lucas Glover out of over any of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if it was 2008. Uh, yeah, I will say one of my favorite memes going around this week was Lucas Glover. He was decked out in his Nike gear, and he had the – he was holding his driver pose with the big square Nike Sasquatch driver. Mm-hmm. And it was, if Lucas Glover can win a major with a square driver, he can do anything. Oh, I think yeah, there's kind of great. some truth to that. I think there's kind of some truth to that. Yeah. So
1: the the tweet I was looking for is the PGA Tour. His last 22 rounds, he shot over 70 one time. Shot in the 60s for 21 out of 22 rounds. Look, the guy's on a heater. You want your best players, but I don't know if he has the pedigree as some of the other guys though. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. So T-Bone I want to transition now to a little golf gossip, unless there's anything else that I missed that you want to cover from Memphis or
0: anything else? No, I wouldn't. I All I would say is if I think it's what you're going to say, it's not little golf gossip. This is some mega golf gossip. <laughs> and there's some, uh, There's some metrics tied to it, so. T-Bone, I'm going to turn
1: the floor over to you, actually, (laughs) because you are a golf gossip reporter or liaison for what is going on in the social world. In this case, it involves the IRS. Phil Mickelson is back in the news with with golf gossip, and honestly, I think it's great that it doesn't involve Liv. This is like, take me back to 2018, when all was right in the world, Liv wasn't a thing, still Tiger Phil. His gambling allegations came up. There were allegations that he gambled in a Ryder Cup that he played in, how much he was gambling. It was absolutely ridiculous. So T-Bone, I'm going to turn it over to you. Give us a lay down of what, of what is going on right now.
0: So I might need you to, to back me up on some of the metrics here. but Okay. I think so. it, it came out that the guy that's releasing this is writing a book. And this guy is a gambling legend and has impacted some of the lines in Vegas. Vegas casinos don't let him gamble. This guy ended up basically taking the the fall, maybe not the fall, but went to jail for all of the insider trading that Phil may or may not have been involved in. And I guess he's out of jail now and he's coming guns blazing. And give him the given the uh the the laydown of Phil's gambling past. And, you know, you thought maybe some country club, you know, wagers, Wolf games here and there. I'm sure that happened, but the dude was gambling. I think that one of the craziest stats I saw was, was placing bets of like a hundred bets on him. A hundred MLB bets in one day. Unreal. And most of his bets were different sports Usually like a hundred thousand dollars, and it said he bet I think around a billion dollars with losses of a hundred million. million, which made me realize, holy shit, is this guy the best gambler of all time? I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, look, it's <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, losing that's not good. That's like all time. That's like goat gambling. That. So I guess if you're losing
1: ten percent of the time, technically, like that's pretty good. Vegas that's always Vegas. wins, right? If you lose 10% of the time, like you're thinking, man, now I'm doing great. It, that that just happens to be $100 million. That's, that's the crazy <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, golf.com article alleges Phil Mickelson wagered upward of nine hundred and ten thousand bets a day and placed 43 bets on Major League Baseball in the same day. <laughs> Walters also claimed to have filed a request from Mickelson to place a $400,000 bet on the 2012 Ryder Cup, which uh, Phil Mickelson competed on. And that was the miracle at Medina for the, for the which, Europeans. for the
0: love of God, I hope he didn't place that bet.
1: What if Phil Mickelson had placed that bet? That Phil Mickelson had placed a four hundred k bet on Team USA to win? I on mean, does that, upset. Yeah. Well, did, does that shatter your
0: perception?
1: Yeah. Well, does that shatter your perception? Oh,
0: Phil? It's not that surprising to me.
1: But still, that's like Pete Rose,
0: right? If he was still on the PGA Tour and none of this drama, whatever you want to call it, had happened the last few years, I would be shocked. But with all that's happened, it's hard to really be surprised anymore. And uh, I I don't really know what what to think. But one of the funniest things I saw was, you know, I think, his his hideout for the last year or so was kind of seemed like a gambling gambling rehab type of scenario and then all that whatever and him and bryson made a video like literally uh, last week uh, <laughs> and someone posted that video and he's like thousand Cal- dollar calcutta uh front nine back overall half press uh, uh 28 on the front or lower uh, Thousand dollar bonus, birdie bonus. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, buddy, it uh, looks like you hung it up, but uh, maybe he's just playing for like a change now. That's like
1: when Kevin Malone in the golf episode of The <laughs> Office and gambling. What are we playing? Wolf, bingo, bango, bongo, whatever he says, <laughs> Wolf, bingo, bingo, yeah, yeah, sandies, <laughs> least, yeah. Oh man, yeah, and this, you know, this bro, petty cash
0: into next month's rent. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, I love it. So let, let me pull up Phil's Twitter account because he actually did respond to these allegations. And if we're missing any, let us know in the comment below because we're just kind of glossing us. Give it a big overview level right now. So Phil said, I never bet on the Ryder Cup. While it is well known that I always enjoy a friendly wager on the course, no kidding, I would never undermine the integrity of the game. I've also been very open about my gambling addiction I have previously com- conveyed my remorse, took responsibility, have gotten help, and I've been fully committed to therapy that has positively impacted me, and I feel good about where I'm at now. Yeah, and he also claimed to be a billionaire recently too. I don't know, on can't remember if we covered that or not, but yeah, it's just uh, it's interesting. I think you said it well with all the shit that has happened in the last year or two, especially concerning live really ever since he won the PGA honestly i think like that's the marker in my mind where like phil was on the top of the golf world and to the point where he's not even invited to the masters or the pga the following year he goes from that to where he's at now like is it's nothing would surprise me anymore i do think it's just the gambling is hilarious above all else cuz it's like the michael jordan of gambling but like everyone knows <laughs> jordan has a gambling problem but nobody cares cuz he wins most of the time phil's clearly lost a lot uh it's just and then when you bring in the irs coming after him it's just it's comical i think betting on if the allegations are true about him betting on the Ryder cup that actually changes a lot of things for me because golf above all else what do we say is a game of honesty and integrity it's the gentleman's game whatever bs phrase you want to say it is what it is they call it the bobby jones award or whatnot if you're you know the whole like if you're labeled as a cheater in golf, like that sticks with you. People still talk about DJ or I'm sorry, not DJ, about VJ and cheating. Or who was that guy who, who like admitted the cheating on the corn ferry? Did we cover that?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, like I think that was an off week for us, but yeah.
1: Yeah, look, that happened. That's gonna follow that guy's reputation for the rest of his career. If you're gambling on the, the there's a difference between gambling on the golf course with your friends or whatnot, which I totally do. We do it all the time. But in a like a serious Ryder Cup event, that's like Pete Rosebad allegations or Shoeless Joe Jackson or whatever it may be. It's just, I don't think the PJ Tours or uh, the game of golf, frankly, has encountered this before. This is uncharted territory, in my opinion. And, th- and that does change <clears throat> my perception of them because of what golf is above all else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's if true, I want to preface if true. All I know is I am going to buy this book whenever it comes out. Yeah. I, I got to get the, the full scoop of everything for sure. <laughs> I think this is insanely entertaining because also, like you said, it it we haven't seen anything like this. But, man, Phil's last man. few years have been wild. Just think about on the golf course. Won a PGA Championship, top – was it second or third in the Masters? Uh, I think it was T second at the Masters. Actually, <laughs> it's just um... <laughs> insane. Over fifty years old, and it's man, yeah. it's it's been interesting. But yeah, that was quite the uh, the bombshell of a news story that this week with uh, Phillips' gambling habits. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I I do think it's it is different than than other sports not that that's ever really okay in other sports either but I I agree with you that you know correct me if you're wrong if this is what's what you think is wrong with it okay if someone is gambling upwards of half a million dollars on a tournament and they're playing in it you never know you you would think you would know what side they're going to take but you never know what could happen and who could be involved and where that money goes and all and Basically, what I'm getting at is, there would be question people question people out there questioning him. You know, is he potentially like throwing the match? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, 100. I mean,
1: I mean, how often does how often do people miss three foot putts? Uh, It's so easy to do, and you can blame it on anything. You can blame it on the Y word. I'm not going to say the Y word, but you know, you know what it is, right? We just we don't say that word around here. Yeah, it could be, you know, it could be anything. And golf is already such an unpredictable game. How often do we get hit the perfect shot and get bad bounces or lip outs or whatever it may be? There's just well, so much that's out of your it's control. So like, it's, so, it's so easy to throw
0: it and blame it on something else. Like we would have no idea. What's psychotic about that specific bet is people always talk about how much nerves they have compared to other tournaments, and you want to throw another half bill on top of it. My that's That sounds like a gambling problem, but hopefully he's cleaned it up. I'm happy he's, he's back in the game. It's, it's not exactly the the place where I'd like him to be, but just to have him on social media and the news more and not just totally secluded, I, I miss him, and I'm happy he's back. It yeah. sounds like he's not a total degenerate. I agree,
1: and it sounds like he's in a better spot according to his tweet and whatnot, and I hope everything. Hope that's all true. And look, I don't know whether to believe whether or not he better on the Ryder Cup or not. I'm going to stay neutral on this. I'm not going to pick one side or the other. I know that's a cop out, easy answer, or whatever. But let me know in the comments if you have a problem with that. But because there's part of me that w- thinks it's totally plausible, what like there's re- to your point, this seems 100% real. But if he comes out and denies it, okay. So maybe I'll guess I'll land on that he didn't do it. Look, I'm a Phil guy. You can see in the background, subscribe to the YouTube channel. In the background that Masters flag is signed by Phil.
0: Love
1: that. It says, it says Scott Bev wishes so. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. But look, I say that, man, I'm a Phil guy. I'm right below that's Tiger. Like, we love these guys. These are guys we looked up to. And they say, don't worship your heroes or you don't want to find out too much about them. And maybe they're right. But look, I- I'm going to choose not to believe it for now. But I think on the flip side, it is 100% plausible. And we'll see if actually anything comes from it because this is still going to follow Phil for the rest of his life. And he played in yeah. so many stinking Ryder Cups, dude. So many Ryder Cups, yeah. But even like Rory chimed in or whatever, and it's like, uh, I saw somebody uh, a funny tweet. I was like, pick on somebody your own age because Bill's fifty three <laughs> now. It's a, he's uh he's still spry, but he's not a young chicken anymore. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, to to pivot a bit, I don't know if this is quite golf gossip level, yeah. but I thought this was a was pretty funny from from the weekend was Rory's caddy actually was sent to Edwin Watts to take like an eighth of an inch off the putter, off his putter. Really? Did you see that? No, I missed that. And the, the report was that the caddy, yeah, I think it was an eighth of an inch or a fourth of an inch. And Rory's got a new putter in the bag. Scotty, um, Scotty also had a new putter in the bag, something to watch there, but yeah, Rory made his caddy go take like an eighth of an inch off the butter at Edwin Watts, which I don't fully understand that because you would think there's all those all those tour vans, whatever. But the guy was like, who the hell would ever notice this? And he's like, Rory McElroy will notice an eighth of an inch off his butter. So I thought I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, Rory knew putter in the bag, Scotty knew putter in the bag, which was pretty weird to see. Um yeah. And yeah. then yes, uh uh Cantley couldn't get it done. And the guy that really can't get it done that I'm really ready to see win is Tommy Fleetwood. He has yeah. sold over 20 million in earnings and he's never won. So really? pretty impressive to see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: Tommy Fleetwood, Tommy Ladd, still looking for that PGA Tour win, right? He's never won on PGA Tour. He's been in contention a lot. Obviously, Ryder Cup legend uh, from his time in France in particular. Man, I remember Paul Azinger saying about that. We did an episode like that. It was one of our first YouTube podcasts that we did. It was uh, people were kind of laying in the Azinger because he was low key taking shots at the European Tour, being like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, those. That other tour is great and all, but they want to win here. And you know, Azinger, I, I yeah. feel like I have a love-hate relationship with Paul Azinger. I think he's yeah. right sometimes, but also sometimes I think he's really annoying. I think he's like tries to overhype it or just – he kind yeah. of is like Tony Romo, in my opinion. It's like you either love him or you hate him. I think I like him more than I hate him, but some things he says is just annoying. But also, he's yeah. on a golf broadcast. That thing lasts like six hours long. Like, what are you going to – that's a long time to talk. <laughs> Got to yeah. cut him some slack. For to sure. the point, you know, um, you know Trevor Emmelman has stepped in the booth for CBS, for Sir Nick Faldo. I think he's doing a good job so far.
0: It, it is weird, the perspective on different personalities. Like, I, I really liked Nick Faldo and some of my friends. There's people that absolutely hate him. Shout out Skinny D. One of my friends absolutely <laughs> despises him. And I, I told him we were just brought up. CBS one time. And I, I said, I, I really like Nick Feldo And he's like, this is the best bit I've ever seen you do. <laughs> he's like, I despise <laughs> that guy. But uh, you kind of, this is kind of random, but you had me thinking, you know, I think we've, we've talked about our, our kind of writer cup preview, Yeah. But one thing I just thought of you live guys, European guys, even a little bit, there's some live guys that are starting to play decent, we, I don't think we acknowledged Bryson's 58, which we probably should have done. But Oh, I was going to bring I, that up next. We have seven minutes. So I was going to bring that up next, but yes. Yeah, and I know Cam Smith, that's a little different scenario, but it looks like some of these guys are starting to play good. So what is your stance today? Are there going to be live players in the Ryder Cup? Uh, I think there's going to be one. I think it's going to be Brooks Koepka.
1: Brooks Koepka is going to fill that live quota, if you will. Look, I just don't think that there are any other U.S. players who are deserving to be on the Ryder Cup based off of their play. You yeah, have Bryson shot fifty-eight, awesome. I do want to, I do want to talk about that briefly. But I mean, who else is there? Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, all the other live guys who are playing well right now. Maybe you could throw in Taylor Gooch, but look, he had a hot stretch; he's cooled off now. All the other guys who are playing well with the international guys, and those guys would make yeah. the president's cup team, not even the European team. So, no, yeah. I don't think anybody would accept Brooks Koepka right now. What yeah. do you think?
0: Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking for a second Cam Smith, but rip, forgot he's from Australia. And then <laughs> you know, I was a little distracted by the Bryson 58. I'm not buying it. No one's going to really buy it. And I think there's even a chance I would say. I don't even know if I I even think Brooks is going to make it. I think. Well, if there was more of a presence on the European team, if they started adding a bunch, you know, maybe they add Sergio as like a captain. Who knows? Maybe that'll like. They stripped Hendrick Stenson of being a captain. He yeah. To live, they're not going to add Sergio. So I, the only reason I say that is because Rom has been been really pushing that, and maybe he has some pull during this. Spaniards. But no, it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well,
1: I think kev because kevka is fifth right now on the list, and so yeah. he's going to automatically be in. At I think at the end of the day, yeah. So that honestly takes it out of Zach Johnson's hands that says, hey, he doesn't even have to pick him. He's automatically in. Great. I get to pick my PJ Tour guys now. Yeah. So, you know, I agree. But, yeah, you know, Bryson, 58. I mean, that's still unbelievable. 58 is staggeringly good. That is just shockingly good. I, I, I really want to talk about his press conference, though, after. He said that he learned to sh- score low when he was a junior golfer by playing from the red tees. Now, he said, like, trying to break 50 from the red tees. All right, dude, like, let's not get too ahead yeah. of yourself. Just learn how to shoot around. I think he said, said 60. I heard 50. I could have heard could have heard that wrong. Because, like, that's theoretically, horrible. if you're Bryson, Meathead Bryson, you could drive every green from the red tees. Yeah. So maybe that's what he was thinking. But I remember Max told me to do that, too, whenever I was, like, 14, 15 starting to hit a ball a little longer. And I didn't do that. And I wish I did, actually. I think that is actually phenomenal advice for if you have for our listenership, if you have kids or whatnot that 12, 13, 14 years old, play at least play one or two rounds a month from the red tees and get comfortable shooting low. That's one of the reasons why college golf didn't necessarily work out for me, actually, is that I had trouble being comfortable if I got to three or four under par. It was like, uh oh. Like, you, you feel it, right? It's it's just a weird sensation. T-bone was 400 through six and couldn't break par the other day. Like, what are we doing here?
0: It's like, <laughs> hey, come on now. We've <laughs> already shot. discussed this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, you know, there's something about being comfortable. It's very true. I think for my golf game, I was really comfortable in that one or two under par. That's kind of where I lived, uh, especially when I was playing all the time. Uh, I thought it was great advice. So, you know, kudos to Brian Bryson for shooting 58.
0: Yeah. No I, I agree. I definitely heard that back in the day and yeah, get comfortable going low. Well, Timon, I think that about wraps it up
1: for this episode of the three on a par pod. We appreciate you the listenership sticking with us uh episode coming next week we'll probably do a pj tour uh tour championship preview second week of the playoff is this week at Olympia Fields and Chicago, I believe. Olympia Fields, Illinois. BMW Championship. BMW, yep. Yeah, sorry. BMW Championship at Olympia Fields in Illinois. So shout out to my boy, Kale, Micah, and Shadi. They're all up there. So I want to give you all some love. And uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us the follow. Again, thank you to Drink a Buddy and Chip Golf for uh, the sponsoring this episode. Use promo code... I got it pulled up here. Three under for drinking Buddy, 10% off. And then Chip Golf Co., three under par. Again, 10% off your order. So we appreciate it. If you can go shout out to them and show some love to our sponsors. Hey, also, if you live in the Hill Country area, go check out Waterloo Turf. Tell them three under par sent you. I Turf My Yard. I love it. T-Bone, I know you want to soon. It's the best. Highly recommend it. We recommend Waterloo for hooking us up or for hooking you up as well. T-Bone. I saw the Paisley house. I drove by the Paisley house the other day, actually. So oh, hell yeah. tell them about Paisley house.
0: Yeah. Paisley house, all your interior design needs, furniture, outdoor furniture in Houston, head over to Paisley house. Say hi to Joni. Tell them three since you. Absolutely. T-Bone
1: final word to you. We are in the thick of the PJ tour playoff tour championship. I love East Lake. It's right around the corner uh again jt didn't make the playoff though we, we didn't talk about that but dude the fact that he almost chipped in on 18 and that would have made it unbelievable we probably should have shown that a little bit more love that's the curse of missing a week but uh so final word over to you
0: yeah playoffs are coming up rider cups coming up more importantly the fourth annual big kahuna is coming up so Woo. golf trip headed to, to michigan on labor day so i'm looking to to dial in the game here pretty soon and uh go for a four Fourpeat four Pete now yeah yep. Yeah. so can, can give you a little preview once we get once we get closer but uh yeah we're rocking them rolling there you go
1: so next week will probably be t-bone maybe a guest or solo t-bone episode i'll still do the uploading because i'm going to be in austin uh for graduate school things for the week so actually the week out, so the day after we're done, we're going to do a UT uh, awesome versus Dallas match. So uh, Randall from Chip Golf will be there. So hopefully we'll show some love. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter for the love there. T-Bone, great episode. Appreciate it, man. This has been awesome. I'm Scotty T for T-Bone. And remember, little white balls life.